Welcome back. We got another edition of the Professor and the Diggs, Professor Jones and the Diggs. I don't know how to say it every time, but welcome, Diggs. Thanks. Yeah, it's, I'm good to be here. It's good to be here. I'm good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> He's good to be here. We're starting off strong starting here. Starting off so. strong. Here we go. Um, today, I'm actually really excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today, but yeah. we have a couple things to get out of get out of the way first, but it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, not... Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Volume 2. I just love the, the title of oh, it. Yeah, I thought that was... side one, side two. Yeah, very clever, very clever. Very clever. Um, but the Diggs and I decided to implement um, kind of a pre-movie talk um, before we actually get into the chosen movie of the week. Um, so what we are calling it is a burning desire, which is simply just something that uh, one of us thought about during that week or has been on our mind as of late and something that we would like to discuss with the other. So he has no idea what I want to talk about. I have no idea what he wants to talk about. Um, but hopefully both of us are knowledgeable in whatever we're talking about that we can talk about it. So anywho, well, uh, would you like to I'm <laughs> I'm not, I'm not too smart. No, I, hey, we're just starting a conversation. I just didn't here. read and stuff, you know, when I was younger. Well, I mean, we got to preface, <laughs> <laughs> we got to preface this that with uh, neither of us are are professional movie critics here. We're just two dudes that happen to love movies and happen to love talking about them. So here we are. Um, Daniel, no, no, do you want to start off with yours, Ebert. or do you want me to start off? <laughs> Last name Robert. <laughs> <Just kidding. Sorry. laughs> I'm Dave Ebert, Ebert, or uh, Bert Nerney. Bert and Ernie, that's us. No, Bert I can, and Shirley. I have a yeah. I have one that um, it's a it's really quick. Uh, I work at a gym right now. It's called Orange Theory Fitness. I don't know if anybody out there wants to get in shape, but it's a it's a heck of a workout. But one of the uh, one of the members um, this week came up to me. It was actually two days ago, and he came up to me and he said that uh, he works for Ridley Scott's company. Um, I didn't ask what he does. But uh, I was telling him how I was going to go to the, uh, the midnight showing of Guardians. And so we were just talking movies for a while. And uh, so then he brought that up. And he was like, yeah, actually, last night I watched, uh, I watched Alien Covenant with Ridley. And, uh, and, and then I kind of stopped him. I was like, whoa, well, I don't want to hear any spoilers or anything. And he was like, well, I, I don't, I don't want to give anything away. But all I will say is he really stepped his game up in this movie. And I don't know, just coming from a guy that, you know, uh, I don't think he was an editor or any sort of a, um, I don't think he did anything on the film. I think he was just more so of a, he works for the company doing some sort of HR or just something. Um, so I think it really felt like an honest opinion and it just, it really made me excited. Um, I'm already stoked about that film as it is seeing the trailer last night. Um, before Guardians was just like, I don't know, got me even more amped after seeing that. So I don't know. I'm just stoked. I'm really stoked about um, Alien Covenant. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I would be curious to know what that guy's role is in the filmmaking process. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. What? I don't know. That's cool that he liked it, though. It's a good sign if he says he stepped his game up because Prometheus is pretty pretty dang good pretty dang for our buddy Zach standards I mean that's like his I think it was his number two favorite movie of all time he said it was his so, number two yeah he said number two. Oh wow so yeah yeah that's that's your preference sir that's your, 
That's your prerogative, sir. That is your prerogative, sir. But it's a good movie. Um, I had a ton of problems with it, um, but I would be very, very happy if it was a better version of Prometheus. And like I said, I think on the last podcast, if it was kind of a mix of the original Alien film and Prometheus, if we kind of found this way to, you know, work both of those storylines into one and create this just awesome, awesome thriller, but yeah. also world building tale. So yeah, not, yeah. not have it be too much. I think, uh, uh what I kind of got from him, just his sense of it is that it, it feels like, uh, feels like the original alien. Um, I think he said something along those lines. I don't know. I was just so excited. <laughs> I, I'm just so excited. I was just so excited. <laughs> That's but what yeah, they are. It was, a uh, That's an SNL skit. I, I, uh, I didn't, really have much else to say it's just i've just been thinking a lot about movies this week there's just so much so much going on so many coming out so yeah i got really excited when i was talking to him about that well uh that's uh i'm i'm super excited by the alien covenant couldn't be more excited um no i could be i could be way more excited about plenty of movies but that movie i i am excited i will just say that i'm i am <laughs> That's that's the word of the day is excited, excited. or excitement. <laughs> um, we new Dunkirk excited. trailer though. Oh, we should talk gosh. about the new Dunkirk trailer. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, I, it's really funny because last night uh, everybody that I went to the movie with was watching me mostly during the trailer because I went to the bathroom right before the movie started because I always do because I have to. Um, it's just like a ritual of mine. I just can't go to the bathroom during the movie. So there is nothing worse than having to leave a good part oh of the movie. Oh gosh. Yeah. And I, I did last night. I had, I had to leave during Guardians of the Galaxy to, no. go, to go to the bathroom. It had to happen. Um, and I missed, I'll, we'll talk about you it. You might as well have just walked out. I know. <laughs> no, I know. Um, but yeah, so I go to the bathroom and I come back and it was literally the start of the new Dunkirk trailer. And so I, uh, I just stood there like I walked in and I didn't want to go to my seat because I just didn't want to miss a second of it. So I just sit, I stood next to the guy that was, that was, uh, there was a guy in there like helping people find seats. So he kind of leaned over to me. He had forgotten me already. And he was like, sir, do you need help finding your seat? And I was like, shh, 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 be quiet, dude. Uh, I really want to, <laughs> I was like, I really want to see this movie, man. Um, so I just stood there. I just literally stood there and just watched it just on the side of the theater. And then I looked over when I was done and everybody that I was with was just staring at me like, you are so weird. <laughs> I, like, I just love movies. I don't know. That's so funny. Hey, put a cork in a guy. I'm trying to watch the Hey, hey scram. <laughs> scram, you little dweeb. <laughs> Beat it. <laughs> no, we're not that. We're not that mean. Um, but yeah, right. it, the trailer was incredible. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, I thought that that trailer was, I think it gives you a little bit more insight to, as to what that movie is going to be. And mm -hmm. I actually did some research on it. It looks like there's going to be three different storylines going on. Um, one of them being Cillian Murphy and then one of the actual soldiers that's being rescued. And then the other one is Tom Hardy, uh, who's in the air. Um, so it looks like we're going to get kind of a different a different scope of the battle in various different ways. Yeah. Um, but a lot of like the civilians' efforts to try to like rescue the four hundred thousand guys that are stranded on the beach. I'm really excited. We talked about that at great length on the last podcast, though. Yeah. Um, not a whole lot to go over as far as the movie goes, but the trailer was beautiful. I think that yeah. we're we're in for something good. I really like the uh, the ticking clock. Me too. Looks like. Uh, the, uh, the the mountains cue from Interstellar. The ticking of the clock. Kind of sounds in that. like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you can see Hans Zimmer uh, duplicating or replicating somewhat of the work that he did in that. Super excited. Um, yeah, Dunkirk. It's going to be great. What's your, uh, what's um, your but, burning desire this week? So my burning day? desire this week um, is about probably the best director uh, of all time. And um, so I was – I had the pleasure of watching the film Lincoln uh, like five times in a row this week because half of my class was away on a trip. And so we had to do something, you know, something educational. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, you know, we kind of just had to watch a good movie pretty much is what I went for. And I hadn't seen Lincoln in a while. And gosh... That is one boring movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Steve you were going to go the other way on that. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was like, I remember really liking it when, I, when it first came out. Like, yeah. gosh, that was incredible. You know, the passing of the 13th Amendment. There's like a huge, like huge moment in uh, American history, blah, blah. <laughs> but golly jeepers. Even, you know, even for them, I think, you know, they're a bunch of eighth graders and they just were. They were bored oh, quite, yeah. a, quite a ways of the through, quite a way through. Um, but I mean, I, I had to watch it five times in a row and I was, I was super bored. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's got some, it's got some really good moments in it. Uh, but overall, I don't know. I don't know where Spielberg's at. That's my burning desire is I don't know where Spielberg is at lately because if you think about Spielberg's earlier work, you know, mm-hmm. you got such good, I mean, obviously like saving private Ryan and Schindler's list. Those are like defining moments in, in cinema, but you know, Jurassic park too, that's like, you know, as far as special effects goes. Um, and then movies like hook, um, we, there, we could go on and on. Steven mm-hmm. Spielberg is incredible. He's amazing. Yeah, I he's absolutely incredible. love the guy. Yeah. But if you look at his like work in the past 10 years, I just don't really know what's what what's going on with him anymore. I mean, where where are we going? Did you see the BFG, the Big Friendly Giant? No, I no. It wasn't good. It wasn't very good. I really didn't like it. Bridge of Spies, really boring. I mean, I'm a history guy. I love history and I love movies. Those are my two favorite things. So Lincoln is a movie about the passing of the Thirteenth Amendment. Bridge of Spies is a movie about the Cold War. Both of which I was bored out of my mind. And it takes a lot for a history guy to get bored in a movie by Steven Spielberg. So that's my burning desire. I just want Steven Spielberg to come back. To come out with something great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I completely we both agree. know what the answer yeah. to that is. Get Tom Hanks in another film or? <laughs> well, we have Ready Player One coming oh, out yeah. in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> So, Tom Hanks? <laughs> so, is it going to be Tom Hanks? Yeah. I tried that no, with Spies. Wasn't Ready, that good? Ready Player One could be his his uh, his saving grace for his career. We're hoping. That would be, that'd be amazing. I mean, not his career, but just in the, you know, in the past um, yeah, few years. Yeah. It, could, it could be a, a nice little the comeback, as they call it. Yeah. I don't know. I was just watching Lincoln and stuff this week, and... I was looking back over his career and I was trying to think of, you know, I was just like, man, he hasn't really done anything that good. My only thing, my only thing is, sorry to cut you off, but with Ready Player One, so Ready Player One, if you haven't read it, is a book by Ernest Klein, sci-fi, basically about a video game system that's virtual reality that kind of takes over the world. So people basically live in this thing called the Oasis. It's about a kid. Um, it's like a toned down version of the matrix. Yeah. It's like the matrix meets the Goonies or something. No, well, maybe no matrix meets something matrix meets something. But anyways, it's incredible. Yeah. (laughs) 
there's there's a lot of uh, '80s references, a lot of um, um, throwbacks and things like that, and so. And, and there's also a lot of Steven Spielberg references. Um, Ernest Klein just kind of has a way about him that he just, yeah, he references all this stuff. And so Steven Spielberg has now said that any references in the movie that are his from the past, he's taking out of the, out of the movie, uh, any references from the book. I mean, he's taking out of the movie, which I'm stoked to see the movie. Um, and I'm sh- I just hope he does a great job because it's one of my favorite books. But uh, I'm just that book is like the best book I've read in the past. I don't know. Oh my gosh, it's just incredible. The the best book that's come out in the past like five or ten years for sure for me. It's incredible, and it's just a standalone too. You know, I do like that standalone novel. Um, But yeah, that's the only. It kind of makes me nervous because there's a few key things. I won't say anything because I honestly don't want to spoil anything. But uh, there's a few key things in the book that are you know, Spielberg related and, uh, not having those things will be sad. So yeah, but I, I do hope that that, that movie is, uh, is a comeback for him in a sense. I think he'll do a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he just, I don't know. It's like he got lost in like the saving private Ryan and like Schindler's list world. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, he did catch me if you can. And oh. that's the last really good one. That's so come out, good. and so from there, you know, you get like Johnny Adventures of Tintin, which was just kind of like mm. yeah. War Horse, which was kind of meh to me. I know that like Katie would totally disagree, but then Lincoln Bridge of Spies, both of those. I mean, I get it; like they're good, they're really good movies, but they are just they're just really boring, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that there's a time and place for movies like that, but shouldn't you have like another Jurassic Park somewhere in the middle here? Yeah, something yeah. super awesome, something entertaining. We want to see some some orcs. <laughs> we <laughs> we want to see some freaking some some monsters, dude. <laughs> Bring in some monster. I think that J.J. Uh, Abrams just filled that void in Spielberg's. Gosh. Like, oh, I'll let him do it. I'm just gonna let him handle the monster movies. And J.J. has just done terrific. I could go. J.J. Abrams is so tight. I could go on and on about J.J. Abrams. He's so tight. So tight. <laughs> so sweet, dude. He's so stupid, dude. I love him, dude. <laughs> no, J.J. Abrams, he's good. Yeah. We could go on a whole nother tangent on that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Spielberg, I just I just want to see him regain his form. Because he's an old dude, too. I think he's, like, getting close to – he's, like, 70. Yeah, he's getting closer. Like, he's old. Yeah. So he's, he's nearing the end of his career here. <laughs> <laughs> he's nearing the end of his life, so – <laughs> so, <laughs> like, gee, he's doing the end of his career and life so <laughs> wow. let's let's okay. squeeze a couple more good ones out of here buddy <laughs> him and john williams let's meet up for one more good one and then we'll say goodbye that's oh, hey and it's, it's morbid but it's true well what'll happen is me and you'll get the ashes and we'll go and it'll be the scene from big lebowski at the end and <laughs> he'll shake the can and all the ashes will just fly into my face <laughs> What was all that stuff about Vietnam, Walter? <laughs> From the shores of Oahu, whatever he says. <laughs> that movie. Oh, man. Oh, Sorry. Big Lebowski. So oh, good. The coffee. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking you were going to go last the Mohican, you know, oh, the yeah. sprinkle, the sprinkling yeah. of the ashes at the end. Yeah. By the way, some guy plays that song from Last the Mohicans on guitar. I saw it on Facebook today. Incredible. You got tagged in it as well. I got tagged in. I need to watch it, yeah. 
Yeah. Was, was, Some dude, look up Last of Mohicans on guitar. Last of Mohicans, by far, that's the best score out of anything ever. Maybe. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, totally. Maybe. Yeah, could be. Dude, Toy Story know. 2, best score out of any <laughs> movie ever. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> What's the song from Toy Story 2? Isn't it Randy Newman? It's probably When somebody loves you, you. <laughs> everything was beautiful. Because that's the... Uh, Clearly I will go sailing. <laughs> I'm Randy Newman. God. No, just one more. But no, it can't be true. <laughs> it's, like, it's like they got Tracy Morgan just to sit there and I sing know. the songs for... <laughs> That's a good bit. Somebody should do that. Get Tracy Morgan to, to sing, sing the songs, songs from Toy Story. Oh, that'd be incredible. Yeah. I'd love it. I'd love it. Okay, so um, uh, I think we should get this Guardians of the Galaxy talk underway because I am I have a, a burning sensation. <laughs> a burning sensation. About this. Um, about this okay. Uh, before we get talking about Volume 2, um, just real quick, did you watch Guardians of the Galaxy this week? I the did. first one? Yesterday okay. morning. Oh, nice. So you watched it like right before. That's yeah, sick. I had, to. I, had uh, to. I watched it like last weekend. It was shortly after we talked about mm-hmm. it last weekend. Um, but just general thoughts. Uh, I, I'll let you start. You okay. go ahead. Uh, one thing that I just noticed this time around uh, from the first one was just it was so well done, and there's a lot of little things in the movie that I didn't notice. Um, like Andu has, uh, he's like always looking at like little pieces of like little toys, <laughs> little like things that he's trying to buy. <laughs> yeah. And he has like those on his spaceship. Um, that's like what the, where the troll came from. Yeah. Little, the little, little trolls at the end. Yeah. With the little, uh, anyways, but yeah, I, uh, I really liked all the little stuff from it, but also I just realized what a good movie it is. I had seen it two or three times, and I remember always loving it. But watching it yesterday, for some reason, I just watched it by myself. Um, and I thought the story was great. Um, music was great. It's hilarious. It's such a interesting. It's such an interesting idea. You know, obviously, it's a comic book, um, but it's just such a different kind of movie. And having a talking raccoon and Big Groot is hilarious. I'm, I mean, we haven't even gotten into Little Groot yet, but Big Groot is hilarious. Um, John Batista? Dave Batista, sorry. Um, yeah, Dave Dave Batista, yeah. I won't even get into him yet in the second one, but he's incredible, kind of yeah. making his yeah. kind of making his debut in that movie. Because um, he wasn't in much before no, this. No, no. Like, he was in a couple action movies. He was like a famous, isn't he like a famous wrestler or something? I don't know. I think he was in the WWE. Yeah. Or so, WCW. But also, I thought the, the emotional aspect of the first one, the opening scene, I completely forgot about it. And the mom dying of cancer, like, that really hit me hard just right from the bat. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then he just yeah. gets sucked up into a, what you know at, you know when you're first watching it. It's like a UFO or something. And then it just goes Guardians of the Galaxy and some you know classic song starts playing. And you're like, all right. Yeah, I can't remember Whoa. what songs played at the beginning. Um, 
But that and that's something that we'll bring up a little bit later. Obviously, music's huge. Yeah. But uh, the the intro to that first Guardians was so tight. Yeah. Like the uh, hey, 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 hey. and it just got freaking um, Star Lord just dancing around. Yeah. It's like what a good start, you know, because it gets yeah. really serious, and then it just totally lightens the mood yeah. with that. And you're like, okay, what are we around. in for? This is gonna be like something. And I think the Guardians of the Galaxy is a pretty. It's a pretty interesting storyline because it's in the Marvel universe. It's set within like you know the Avengers universe and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. But it's really its own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they brought yeah. Thanos into it, and that's like one of the bigger. One of the the only complaints that I had with that the first one mm-hmm. was that whatever it was Ronan or something Ronan whatever the bad Ronin, guy's yeah. name is yeah it just felt like kind of like they were just shoving a bad guy in there just to have one you know just I like can, that I can see that yeah because he really was they're just like yeah we we need a bad guy we need something to like bring these guys together like he didn't have the biggest part ever I'd like to see, no no I like to see the amount of lines he actually said in the movie. <laughs> like yeah on a script because yeah you didn't see him very much he's a great bad guy though i forget that uh that actor's name um i love yeah, that wasn't actor. he like thranduil and the, the hobbit. hobbit yeah and then he's nerd yeah did you really just <laughs> say thranduil <laughs> <laughs> so like glad thranduil? that i knew it yeah that's amazing it really is i believe he was thranduil in uh, desolation <laughs> of smiles <laughs> oh, i'll go grab my big sword and my bow and Meet Gumblegore. Trek, th- <laughs> <laughs> trek through Berkwood. Meet Gumblegore. Get out of here, you Dumbledork. You Dumbledork. Oh, <laughs> oh, such a good. Somebody use that. Use Dumbledork on somebody. Dumbledore that is such is a good great. insult. Such a good insult. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I just. Yeah, I love the movie, man. I mean, uh, the first one. Just yesterday, watching it again. There's an emotional thing to it that, and at the end when it's kind of flickering, it reminded me of a speed racer a little bit. It's kind of the flashbacks or whatever, just like the kind of feeling you're getting from that ending scene when they're all holding hands and stuff. I was like, Whoa, I'm, I'm tearing up a little bit. You know, we're the guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a good line. Mm -hmm. I love that line that, yeah, the whole, the whole movie, it's really good. I was, it's always been one that I I think I just overlooked or something, but it didn't have that much rewatch value for me. I never yeah. really wanted to watch it that many times, and uh, which I'm glad though because it had been a solid like two years since I had seen that me movie. Too. Like whenever it first came out, I watched it once or twice, and then just I bought it on Blu-ray and I just and never just actually it. put it in. Yeah. And because, man, I was laughing out loud. Like, some of the lines were so good. Like, you're the one that mates with, uh, like, some weird alien species. And Chris Pratt's like, that was one time. You know, like, (laughs) I I just like the element of Star-Lord. Like, I think that, like, obviously Rocket and uh, Groot and Drax, like, they're all really funny characters. Gamora, whatever. Um, Marshall. Yeah, but Star-Lord, like the idea of just a human from Earth, you know, that was basically taken from home at the age of like whatever, nine or ten or something like that. He just gets thrown into such a weird world and it kind of – it's like you as the viewer get to live through him and be like, I would probably react to a lot of this stuff in the way that he is. Because you just be like, what? It's just funny to me. But he also – he has like that Han Solo-esque – feel to him but yeah you also more, you also know he's it's been, much more modern yeah more modern you know he's been through a lot you know you know he's, he's been through some things now but uh yeah he also has a very human feel to him 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. And all the references, so, yeah, all the references in that movie, just you know, throwing it back to TV shows and and uh, and songs and artists and stuff. I, I love. What's that. the reference that they make in the first one? Which one? Oh, the Kevin Bacon, the Footloose. Oh yeah, I thought that that was hilarious. I'm like Kevin like, Bacon. Gosh. <laughs> I'm like Kevin Bacon. Yeah, that was that was really funny. Yeah. So, yeah, no, the first first Guardians of the Galaxy totally overlooked it. It's a really good movie, and I'm glad that I watched it before going into this one. But um, let's take a quick break, and then we will hop back in and knock out the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I'll start off with my general thoughts. Um, I was blown away by this movie i could not really that it really exceeded my expectations in a lot of ways um i'm not saying it's flawless but i think that the humor in it was so so good to me it hit me on so many levels so well that any flaws that i had in storytelling or um I have some concerns about the Guardians of the Galaxy just in general to talk about, but it was so funny that anything that anything that I didn't like about it was completely overlooked because I was laughing out loud throughout the entire film. Um, And I walked out of the theater and was like, I just want to go watch that again and remember those lines because there were it was so quotable. There were so many funny lines. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I, I don't know. I was not expecting I wasn't expecting it to be because the first one is funny. But I mean, this this movie was like another on another level. And that's the funniest movie I've been to in a long time. Yeah. Like that was yeah. that was really funny. So go ahead. You can. Yeah. General thoughts. And then I'll get into like, yeah, favorite parts and stuff. But yeah, general thoughts are pretty much the exact same. I'd say I just went into it with an open mind. I was just super stoked because I had just watched the first one. And uh you know, it, it, yeah, it blew me away. I was, I was laughing so hard in theaters. Also the theater experience was amazing just because you have a theater full of people that are in the same boat as you. And it's the type of funny, it's the type of humor that you cannot not laugh at. You know, everybody was on the same page. There was a couple jokes that maybe didn't hit other people that got me and vice versa, but I just felt like I, I I completely agree. The humor was outrageous. And yeah, there was certain things in the plot that were kind of funny. Um, but I'd say overall, the CGI in it was insane. The scene where, spoiler alert, I mean, obviously this whole thing is spoilers, but uh, the scene when... Um, Quill's dad is walking up and he's a skeleton and he's like rebuilding himself. The CGI in that scene was incredible. I was sitting next to one of my best friends, Jack, um, and he he works for uh, God of War, the video game. So he's he's um, a very talented um, artist as well. And so I'm sitting next to him and he's even going, wow, this is really great. You know, and it's just like I just thought altogether the movie as a whole the cinematography the music choices um i just thought it was incredible um yeah it it just it is one of those movies for me that i i will see in theaters again which is a tough thing nowadays like usually a movie i'm content with seeing it once unless it's star wars um 
And this is the type of movie that I could see myself maybe going three or four times in theaters. Um, may I say five? May I say five? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I and also I'm incredibly stoked that I loved this movie. I'm so happy to love a movie that just came out. Like, I just don't I don't feel like that happens very often mm. anymore that you just really love a movie. And this one, like, just exceeded my expectations. It was incredible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hear you. So um, before we get to like a lot of the spoiler stuff later on, we'll try to keep the, like the beginning of this movie started out uh, when you said like CGI, like Kurt Russell at the beginning, looks he looked like so he looked real. like he was like 25 years old. Rogue I was like, one, that where doesn't even look. I know. Yeah. Maybe it's the way that I don't know. That was incredible to me that like the technology for that CGI was just mind blowing. Like, I love that. Um, but yeah, it starts out. It's just kind of like that cheesy bit of mm-hmm. whatever. And you're like Kurt Russell making love with Quill's mom. Great. Cool. Sure. Whatever. And it's like, that was fine. But it gets into it at the beginning and it shows all the guardians sitting there and they kind of have some banter going back and forth. And it seems really cheesy because you just started this movie. Yeah. And like uh, Dave Batista says something about like the whatever star lord suit is like chafes his nipples yeah and, like hurts so his nipples, yeah which we'll get to which later we'll get to that scene later yeah but um there it just seemed a little it seemed a little questionable to me at first and then it just everybody runs at that monster and starts fighting and it just leaves baby groot oh plugging my that gosh thing trying in. to plug in a little ox cord so adorable just going oh my god i know and what do you know? It's ELO, Electric Light, Electric Light Orchestra, yeah. freaking Mr. Blue Sky, <laughs> which I, I felt like the music choices in this movie were like targeted towards me as an individual <laughs> because like it's like a, a church a friend of ours, Nash Benz. You're like, whoa. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but we used to listen to Mr. Blue Sky all the time. Like I yeah. love that song so much. And so that came on and it just is Groot dancing and like all the like mayhem is going on behind him. I mean, that was... That was such a good intro. I was so into that from the very beginning. Like it completely washed over me and was like, this movie has me. Yeah. Whatever is going to come after this, you got me. It's the first thing that I told, uh, I told Leanna after the movie, Leanna's my girlfriend. Um, first thing I told her was that was the best intro to a movie that I've ever seen. Yeah, no, I think, I think it very well could be. It's, it was just so funny. And also, um, uh, my friend Jack brought up a great point. How many people spent hours upon hours upon upon days and months working on the scene that was just going on behind <laughs> Baby Groot? Yeah, you know, yeah, it was probably one guy's job or a few guys' job just doing the Groot scene. But everything that go is going on behind him is so well done. There's just a, an mm. entire battle going on behind Little Groot, and it's just like. Gosh, like so much money spent on just something that's not seen at all. You know, because he's that. like your sole focus. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't look. I barely looked at anything, except for like uh, Quill got, you know, nailed out of the picture at one point, and like you know, oh, yeah. there's some really funny stuff. But and then Drax comes in, <laughs> jumps in the stomach. Gosh. Oh yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's what it brings it back in and you're like, Oh boy, here we are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of, you, you just, you hope that it's, 
that it's as good as that intro was. Uh-huh. And for the most part, it was. It like, was. the witty banter was really, really good. Um, and that's, I think that that's, so I'll just, I'll just say, like, this, one of my main concerns with the Guardians of the Galaxy is that it doesn't have, like, that epic and awesome of a feel to me mm-hmm. as a lot of movies do. Like, if I see, like, Spider-Man or Iron Man and, like, they're, you know, like the Iron Man suit comes on. Like I get, I just get a little bit jacked. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I don't really have that feeling with guardians of the Mm -hmm. galaxy that much. The humor is what does it for me the most. Like there's a couple moments where I was like, Oh, that was pretty sick, you know? But I never really have moments of like, Oh man, like that was so sick that Drax just jumped in the middle of that thing. And like, or that he comes out like, yeah, yeah. Doesn't have that that many moments like that for me, Um, so I'm glad that they focus on the humor because they that that's what got me. That's what nailed me. He nailed his niche. It seems like James Gunn just kind of like just nailed it. Like they just kind of be funny, and they they almost nailed it in the first one. Like I'd say the story was really good in the first one, and the humor was like there. Like it felt like they had. They really did something right with that movie. I'd like to see the Rotten Tomatoes rating for that. Um, I didn't even look it up, but uh, yeah. And then it just feels like this second one, they just completely capitalized on everything. Like they just took it yeah. to just one more level up, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, um, God, there's so many jokes that I like want to mention, but it's like, how many, how many can we mention? Like the, <laughs> the Harbulari batteries joke i thought that, oh, that was one I of the funniest that. yeah <laughs> it's like that's not at all what i said, what I said. like and then he brings it up later too he's like that's not what they're I called <laughs> so maybe maybe let's just go through like one by one and talk about the characters mm-hmm. um who is your favorite character in this movie i i mean i don't know between it's between baby baby groot and drax <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too yeah. me too i mean that's just i think they're incredible I'd say I think Drax. Yeah, Drax was like the big standout for me. That I thought he was pretty good in the first one. Like, didn't really, didn't really care for him that much. Yeah. But man, some of the jokes that he had. I mean, he was he was unreal. I laughed so hard so at hard. so many of the things that he said. His when timing. He kept picking on that mantis chick. I know. You're beautiful. He's like you were <laughs> on the inside. On the inside. You are hideous to look at. Yeah. He's like oh. I'm just picturing you and me. <laughs> it's like throwing up. You're like, God, such a jerk. And that's one of those ones that like, that was probably too far. You know, like that joke could have yeah. been like a bit too much. Yeah. But for me, I, I was still, I was laughing. Yeah. I was dying. I thought it was hysterical. So I don't know. I thought that, I thought Drax was like the big one for me that I, I loved it. He is just amazing. And his laugh too, when he just gets like, He's tied to the rope thing or whatever, and he just gets, like, thrown around in space when they land, and then he gets thrown around all over the trees. Then it lands, and he's just dying laughing. It's like, oh, that was so fun. Gosh, you know, and his laugh is perfect. Dude, it's just, he nailed that, nailed that well. Um, Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He was was very funny. What? what What, what? Are you going? I think it was, like, the second... When they're walking out of that place with the sovereign, yeah, and Rocket mentions that he stole the batteries, and he just laughs. He just busts so out laughing so loud. You mean these batteries, dude? And how? I mean, Zerny, you want to buy some batteries? That was it. To bring this up, but like all the uh, like nostalgia of like video games and stuff. How that planet, whatever those people. Did you already say their names? What are their names? 
The Sovereign. Yeah, The Sovereign. Yeah. Oh, they're, like, fighting him, but it's, like, a video game, and they're all, like, crowding around. Like, oh! And then the one guy gets down, so everybody's crowded, and then he loses, and everybody's like, you suck, man. God, that is so funny to me. You suck, Cyrus. Or yeah, you suck, is. Cyrus. He's like, oh. <laughs> it's so good. What a brilliant idea. I mean, that's just Yeah, incredible. I don't know. The execution on that was so good. Um... I I really liked. It's I, like I a think little a lot fuzzy. of people it's might like not boop, like boop, that boop. sovereign, that whole sovereign bit. But I thought that that was it was just right for me. So I funny. thought it was hysterical. I, I it loved was it. So funny. Yeah. So aside from Drax, uh, let's save Baby Groot because Baby Groot was we got to talk about. He's it, too adorable to kill. <laughs> yeah, he's too adorable. <laughs> Taser face. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh rocket yeah i thought that rock let's just say full spoilers from this point forward because yeah, yeah. i i'm not gonna be able to like decipher no. what what to talk about um so rocket was i thought he was pretty awesome he was like my favorite part of the first one yeah, yeah. um he kind of got brought back in a little bit on this one uh i thought the scene with him in the trees when all the ravagers are trying to so come in on sick. him yeah that was really cool yeah. i like how every i felt like every single character had like their own showcase moment had their you moment. know yeah yeah like they all had like a big moment where they did something cool like gamora got hers like oh no gamora's was the one where she's holding that huge yeah gun yeah and just blowing yeah, that whole sister, fight between her cool. and her sister was actually pretty sweet pretty darn well done yeah but that the rocket scene where he just like gets everybody, uh, he just single handedly takes out so many of those guys. I thought that was I thought, I thought that was so cool. I thought the taser face bit was, I was crying. <laughs> I was I was honestly crying in the theaters laughing because that is just so funny. Because he said taser face, and I just kind of go, "What did he say?" <laughs> and then all of a sudden you hear rockets laugh, and he's like, "Your name is Taser Face? Are you kidding me?" And then, and then when the Taser Face guy dies, he's like, "Just tell him it was Taser Face." And the lady, <laughs> the lady kind of laughs right before he dies. She's like, "Wait, gosh, it's such a good bit. I just love it. It is such a good bit. I love the, like the recurring, the recurring bits are yeah. just incredible. Yeah. So yeah, I thought Rocket yeah, was I, great I, though. I thought I thought he was, uh, you know, the whole. I liked how they kind of worked a little rift between him and Quill because they never really have. You know, gotten along. It was hilarious when they were uh, arguing, um, when they were both trying to pilot the shift, and they're kind of just like shifting the joystick back and forth. Um, <laughs> and he thinks Kurt Russell is like a little one-inch guy. <laughs> He's like, "How big was?" I he bet guy? it's the one-inch man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah I yeah I thought, it, but I thought he was good. I liked the, uh, I liked him. Yeah, yeah. I thought that he like he was so mean and like such a jerk. At the beginning yeah. of this film, exactly like he was in the first one. Yeah. That he kind of like, he goes like too far at the end. Like yeah. he's everybody's best friend. It's like him and Yondu had like a little bit of a bonding moment. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, I'm good. I'm cool with everybody. Yeah. Like I thought that his character, like, I don't know. I thought we could have done more with Rocket. But yeah. yeah. I still loved him. Maybe and Bradley will, Cooper. Maybe they will. Does yeah. the voice. He's and incredible. And he would like, you can't even hear him. No. You know, no. like he actually does like a really good job of voicing Rocket. You know, yeah. it's not like they just hired some big actor to do the voice. Like they got like a really good voice actor. Oh, he's incredible. Like Bradley Cooper kills it. You just never even think that it's Bradley Cooper, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of forget. Do you know, did you think that like 
this rivaled or not rivaled, but uh, was reminiscent of Empire Strikes Back in any way? Kinda, yeah. I saw a lot of parallels. I mean, just the way that the movie's set up, you have like a big epic battle sequence at the beginning, like characters are just thrown into the action, whatever's going on, and then the characters are split up, they're all on their individual journeys, and then they meet back up at the end and something, you know, for something crazy. And then there was like the whole asteroid field bit. Um, I don't know. It just felt like in, you know, uh Quill finding stuff out with his father, like yeah, I don't know. There's just a little, there's a little Empire Strikes Back yeah. feel to it. Yeah, I could see that, and it, it was so much better than the first that I was just like, gosh, this is this just feels like yeah. reminiscent of Star Wars quality. Yeah, it was good. made, it was made the fourth, nonetheless. Yeah, there you but go. But they did That's not true. show the Star Wars trailer in my theater, at least. Did they show it in yours? No, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh man, you didn't see the Star Wars no, trailer? No, they didn't show it in my theater. I was so so sad. You were all afraid of that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, pal, I am. Uh, yeah, yeah. That it, really sucks, dude. It really uh, sucked, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so. I would have been very upset because as soon as they showed it, I was like, "Yes, we're yeah. good. We're good." But oh well, I was like, "Go nuts!" But cool, man. Anywho. <laughs> that's great dude glad you had that cool so. man i didn't have that so um <laughs> well before we get into the other the other characters uh what'd you think about sylvester stallone there that was that was just such a funny cameo that he made he just came out he came out of nowhere man i know in that I had kind no of movie, idea he was gonna be why in would movie? sylvester stallone ever be in that sort of a movie it was just yeah it was hilarious man and he i didn't think he played the character bad by any means i thought he did great but it was perfect i was kind of blown away yeah. i was like man especially at the whatever, end whatever dynamic is going on between these ravagers when he's like you broke all our hearts yeah. i was like it's a good clip it's yeah. a really good scene it's you know thanks spin we're talking spinoff and we're talking spinoff i know well that's the thing because Sylvester Stallone, I mean, he got nominated for Best Supporting Actor for yeah. Creed. And he was only beat out by Mark, Ry- Mark Rylance, which is a movie we were talking about earlier for Bridge of Spies. No. Love me. I love Mark Rylance, but he didn't deserve, no. he he didn't didn't, deserve it over he Sylvester Stallone. He didn't deserve Stallone. it over Sylvester Stallone and the composer. Who composed Bridge of Spies? I think it was Thomas Newman. Thomas Newman? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. John, Johnny Dubbs deserved that. You know what I think got it that year was Hateful Eight. Oh, yeah, it was. It was a, oh, yeah. Oh, you tall bearded fella. Kendall. Not seen him for six months. <laughs> Frodo's like, really? Because I just came all this way. And he told me. Oh, really? Because me and my buddies are here all the way from the Shire, so. Oh, he's not here? That's great. <laughs> well, now I'm really scared. Um, anyways, yeah. Okay, so back to the Guardians. I don't know where. Where were we even? Oh, yeah, Sylvester Stallone. Hey, and he, the guy that plays Yondu, was with him in Cliffhanger. So he was in Cliffhanger. They worked together. Yeah. He said that. Um, He said that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was like one of his buddies. So uh, a friend that we went with last night was saying that I, uh, maybe it says it right here, actually. I think I have it pulled up. God, do you, do you know that guy's name? Is it Tommy Flanagan? No. Oh, Yandu, Michael Rooker. Um, 
So apparently Michael Rooker has been in a lot of James Gunn's films. And before this movie, he announced his retirement from acting um, because he's done, apparently. And that's kind of why they uh, did, like, the big send-off that they did or something like that. He's been in, like, a a majority of James Gunn's films. Really? Yeah, apparently. They just kind of, like, are a little duo. I don't know. I, I haven't looked into it, but that was just something that was said to me last night that was interesting. Well, so what did you think about Quill's father? Dude, Kurt like Russell intro. is just brilliant. I mean, I just... I know, I love Kurt I Russell. I love Kurt Russell. I love his acting, so as soon as he stepped off the ship, I was like... I mean, I knew it from the trailer, but as soon as he stepped off, I was like, well, nice, we got him in the movie now, and uh, I didn't I'm really... father, Peter. Uh, I didn't really realize um, the, uh, the twist, really, um, until a little bit into the movie. Then I kind of started figuring out that something weird was going to happen, but... Um, Dude, I thought he I thought he played the role really well. He's just kind of like a he's just so great at that kind of crazy guy thing. He's he's like when uh when Quill first started like um uh, um like the the energy from the planet when he first started actually using the energy with his hands. Um his dad was like, "Yes!" Yes, and kind of like over the over the over the roof, you know, over the top, like a little bit too far, but it it just worked because it's Kurt Russell, you know. And then you learn the backstory that like all these kids have never been able to do that, so you kind of realize like you think about that, you know. So it seems like you really died. It makes in. sense why he would be so excited yeah. for that. So it's, yeah. it seems like he dove into the character. He, yeah. I loved it. I thought he was great. That was one of the funniest bits in the movie, too. Oh, the throwing throwing of the ball. I laughed so hard. (laughs) Because they set it up with that conversation with Gamora, like Uh in the woods or whatever, when he talks about how he wants to, he wanted to play catch with David Hasselhoff, which was also another amazing bit. Uh, But he always pictured Knight Rider being like his dad. Um, But yeah, when they were throwing that ball back and forth, that was a really funny bit. The music was right on, was on point. Um, another thing about that, the scene where they all, they meet up with Quill's dad or ego for the first time, um, when they all go off and have their conversation in the woods, the, uh, Drax bit when the mantis girl asks if she can pet his puppy. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, and he bites his just like, or her head. Oh, that was, that was a and really good bit. And then she starts laughing. She's like. <laughs> It's a practical joke. Oh, I love when she put it when she touched Drax and she she started laughing at Quill really hard. <laughs> yeah. and she was like, "I've never experienced such humor." <laughs> like this guy is just unparalleled sense of humor. So funny. Yeah, uh, I love that. Um, which, but right after that scene when they all split up, that was that was my favorite music cue or second favorite music cue of the movie but same song when they started playing the chain by Fleetwood Mac um oh gosh it was so good when they were walking out there and then they re, they redo it later but we'll talk about like that like walking out the ship it's yeah like walking out yeah. the ship just the 3 of them or 4 of them or something I think it was three. yeah it was uh, it was Gamora Gamora Quill and Drax yeah and then yeah. the other one walking. yeah never mind but yeah yeah. So anyway, that whole plot. But um, what'd you think about? So we already talked about the late or the taser face uh, bit. I thought that was pretty great. I really liked the whole the the uh, 
mutiny, the whole mutiny element of it. I yeah. thought that that was a good way Putting to these guys get out. Rocket and Groot into trouble. Yeah. I thought that was a whole pretty fun little bit there. I enjoyed oh, that. Dude. The, well, you go ahead. I, I was just about to bring up a, a scene, so. Go I, ahead. Bring I up. thought the baby Groot um, bringing back all the different things was just so funny. I mean, that just yeah, I me. laughed. I laughed so hard at the whole thing. The, I thought that was thumb. hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He brings back this, the cutoff thumb. So you didn't happen to have a box of thumbs lying around, did you? He's like, no. <laughs> Yikes. It's just bringing back so again. much stuff. The first one's just underwear. It's like such a cute little thing. Oh, my god! Yeah, I mean, does it get any cuter it than Baby not. Groot? It's the cutest little I thing. Have, I don't know how they pulled that off, but that is the cutest. That is the cutest thing I have ever seen in it my life. It might be the cutest like, thing I've ever seen. I'm not kidding. And there's like there's a couple moments like when Groot almost like when Baby Groot's like about to die. And he's getting smushed. Oh my gosh! And he's crying. And he like, you like see a tear. Oh. And then at the end when he goes to sleep. I know. Goes to sleep on Drax's shoulder. Oh man. And then when he gets his I revenge rather, on that guy too, and he just freaking he yeah, just decides just, to hop off, and he's just like, ah! <laughs> I would rather have Baby Groot than any dog I've ever had. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I would if I could have Groot, I would get rid of any pet that I have. <laughs> I would sacrifice the memory of any any pet that oh, I've had Lord. for that. Um, Jeez, getting dark. Gee whiz, we're getting out there. But yeah, I just uh, I thought he was great. But anyways, I thought yeah. I thought uh, yeah I, I thought that whole ship sequence was great. Mm-hmm. Really well. I really done. like that. And the escape, the way the Yondu. What do you think about Yondu's whistle? Like the whistle dart thing. In the first one, I wasn't all about it. The second one, I kind of got used to it. The first yeah. one, I thought like the ending scene, it was cool. I just it was just hard for me to get used to. Uh, this one, I thought when like the lights went out and you just saw like the red line of it and stuff, that was like a really cool scene just to look at. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I thought that scene was really cool. Like I really, I really enjoyed that escape scene and like, uh, you know, the, the way that they pulled that off. But I feel like that whistle, the whistle arrow is just pretty powerful. Yeah. I don't like when people have like a powerful thing that's just like kind of unrivaled, you know? It's like as long as he's got that in play, like he can take on anybody, mm-hmm. which I mean, I guess there's somebody a little bit more powerful that comes up at the end. But still, I don't know. I wasn't all about the uh, the whistle arrow. I thought it was a little interesting, but yeah. still, it's a cool part in that character. It's probably good to move on to uh, the main the main plot, though. Yeah. The relationship between Quill and Quill and Ego. Yeah, that was. Uh... So you. So you find out that Ego is basically so he impregnated Quill's mother, and then uh, he basically wants he planted little bits of himself on planets all throughout the galaxy or all throughout mm-hmm. the universe, and so he needs another person that's like a celestial being to help him spread that and activate all those plants or whatever, activate himself so that he can spread himself all throughout and all there will be is him. And like you said, Quill is basically the only offspring that he's had that's mm-hmm. able to like wield the power as well. So he's all jacked. And then you find out that 
Well, so that's his like that's his grand scheme, you know, and it's a pretty good grand scheme. Yeah, as far as bad guys go, I thought that was pretty good. It was a you know? yeah, it was a well written uh, little plot there. It's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So kind of like came that. out of nowhere too. I really didn't expect any of that. It came out of nowhere, and I like I was I just believed it. I was I kind of hopped right on board, and like there was there was just like some like comical aspects to it too. Like when they showed the people on Earth, like just the reactions that the people had. For some reason, I was just laughing just because like the way that they did it. People were like, ah! <laughs> you know, like, they just make humans. <laughs> oh look my so god! Um, so yeah, I I thought it was great. It's like the blob. Yeah, it was like the blob, or like yeah. the thing from Evolution. Oh gosh, that movie. Um, I haven't seen that in so long. <laughs> David Duchovny. Hey, hey, you gonna eat that? Yeah. I ordered it, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, that is such a good line. Um, Watch but, Evolution. Yeah, I thought I thought the uh, it ended up being a great plot. Also, I really liked how Quill kind of snapped out of it really quick. I was worried that Quill was just going to kind of become the bad guy too, um, and that was kind of throwing me off during that whole scene when his eyes were like starlit and he. I don't know. It just kind of seemed like he was going to become just like the right hand man to ego. And so, yeah, I, uh, I was happy that he kind of snapped out of it and then just, you know, got the, got the gang back together and, and came up with a plan. I thought that that, that moment when he's like, uh, it broke my heart to put that tumor in her, tumor yeah, in her that brain. Was insane. Like when then that immediately quills, like yeah. eyes just go normal again. And he just like, he just immediately starts yeah. shooting him and trying to kill him. I was like, that was sick. That's awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. It's like, I can go along with this. Oh, you killed my mom. I'm going to kill you. Exactly. You know, like yeah. this, this relationship is over. Yeah. You know, I thought that was, I thought that was awesome. So, but, and then, uh, Yondu and rocket and all those guys, they like go through the hopping, like hopping oh through galaxies God, or whatever so to funny. get there. Their faces. That was just- hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a moment where you're like, what? Max Their eyes 40, start bulging out. And then it's like, we're going through 700. <laughs> and just little Groot just, just pukes at the end. Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Oh, it was amazing. But, was uh, yeah, so, th- I mean, the middle of the movie was good, and I thought that the character development on the, the bad guy, I thought the ego was a really cool bad guy. So as far as third act goes, though, I mean, where how do you how did you feel about the, the third act of the movie? Uh, I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought the action was good. It was really funny how the sovereign um, came back. At that point, though, when they showed all the video game people again, it was it kind of felt a little overused to me. I was like, oh, okay, they're doing this again. Um, but all in all, I'd say the scene that just made the entire ending scene for me was just Groot pushing that darn button. It just made everything for me. Um, but yeah, the resolve uh, was cool. I thought the action was great. Um, I guess it was hard for me to get on board with Yondu. I enjoyed him by the end of the movie, though, and I understood it, I guess. Um, but yeah, him saving Quill was cool. I thought that was really cool. Um, kind of out of nowhere. And I also liked Quill's kind of look when he looked around and kind of just realized that he's probably going to die. That was a good, that was a good scene. Um, yeah. And the whole plan just seemed really well. It was a, it was a good plan. Gosh, when the, uh, 
when they all land and everybody's looking so cool and then the mantis chick just gets nailed by something. <laughs> I forget what that was. Um, yeah, I forget what that was, but she just gets, yeah, hit. It was hilarious. That was one of the best, that was one of the best Drax jokes of the whole thing, too. And it was the nipple okay? thing that came up oh, yeah, the nipple immediately. Yeah. Or, yeah, he was like, watch out, Mantis. Yeah, watch <laughs> out, Something Mantis. like that. Two seconds. But then out. he's like, get, man- get Mantis out of here. <laughs> and he just throws that suit on him. And he's like, my nipples. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> he starts screaming so loud. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Like, I was, I was yeah, in I was tears. Dying. That was really funny to me. Um, but yeah, yeah, I thought that that was cool. Um, I think that the, the best moment in the entire movie to me though, was when they started playing that Fleetwood Mac chain song again, right when, uh, right when Quill realized that he could like harness the oh, power. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause you can, you can hear the guitar kind of boom, yeah. just kind of coming in slowly and you don't love me now. Yeah. I just, I don't know, man, that blew my mind <laughs> because I didn't see that movie coming back or I didn't see that song coming back. And uh, that was such good execution. Yeah. Like I love Fleetwood Mac. That was such a cool song to use. I, I was really into that. Yeah. That was so cool. I've listened to that song like eight times since I watched that movie, honestly. Really? And it's been 24 hours. So, <laughs> and yeah. you've already seen it twice. Yeah, I went to that movie again today. So I'm a big fan of this movie. Me too. It was really good. It was really I good. I need to go again. I'm going to be spending a lot of money on movie tickets this month. I have to make a separate budget. <laughs> I know. Um, but also the Pac-Man bit. When that was turned hilarious. into Pac-Man. I thought that was incredible. That was really funny. Yeah. I'm going to um, make some weird... <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> excuse my language, but that was such a good line. He's like... That was really good. Oh. Because it's true. It kind of brings it back to that, you know, just a guy from Earth operating <laughs> in... Just operating in a weird galaxy. Oh, some weird stuff, dude. It's like, that's so funny <laughs> to me. Oh, yeah, the Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> I'm there. It was Mary Poppins. He was a cool guy. <laughs> oh, was, was he, he cool? cool? Yeah. Hell yeah, he's cool. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> God, that was so funny. Man, man. Oh, man, that was, that was really funny. I'm trying to think of anything other than those main things. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, the baby Groot blowing the thing up. I thought that that was, that was super funny and super mm-hmm. cool. But... And it gets to the end. What do you think about Gamora, though? Uh, she's a great. I think she's a great love interest for uh, for Quill. I'm excited to see what happens with her in Avengers: Infinity War, just because Thanos is, you know, the main villain. So, you know, all the Guardians are going to be there. So that's going to be interesting. Um, we'll probably see her sister again. I think she's actually she's really cool. I like that at the beginning she uses the gun and just kind of goes out so she gets her sword back. Um, Zoe Saldana just always does a great job in my opinion. So yeah. I just don't have a problem with her. Um, obviously she's not the humorous part of the movie. She said a couple things, but uh, yeah, I thought for the role that she's playing, I thought she did a great job. I didn't have like any problems with her. I thought the her and Quill romance is pretty good. Yeah, I thought that. I mean, I love Zoe Saldana. Like, I think she's great. Um, I think they just. I don't know. The writing. The writing for that character was just a little. 
It's like they didn't spend as much time on her character. I just thought that yeah, compared to all the rest of them, she just didn't have as much to her. Yeah. I mean, maybe she's not the funniest. Uh, I don't know if they don't have humor for that character. They didn't write it or something. But, I don't know, she just kind of seems, like, really standoffish and just, like, um, you know, a bad B-word, and that's just that's just who I am. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, there just wasn't that much, much to her, so. Not a lot of substance. That was... That was one element to that movie that I was like, yeah, could have been better on that part. You know, mm-hmm. she's like the only girl in the Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought that she would represent a little bit more. Yeah. But her fight with Nebula, the other, her sister, I thought that was amazing. I thought that it was, was amazing. a sick fight. Yeah, it was a great fight. I loved how it was just a huge ship just chasing her. <laughs> it's like ship versus hu- like person, you know, just gunning her down. She's just running and then it like crashes through and still like chasing her through like tunnels and stuff. That was cool, man. That was intense. It was, yeah. That was a really cool scene. I think she's just, yeah, she's kind of just meant to be like some sort of action, you know, side of the movie. Just like the little action sequences she has. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I agree. They could do more with her character. Um, dive a little bit deeper, for sure. But yeah, I liked, yeah. I liked what she said at the end. Would she say something, something un, unsaid or something? Unspoken. Just an unspoken thing. Unspoken thing, yeah. I, I liked that at the end. That was that was good. Kind of made yeah. me teary eyed and stuff. And, and then good old Sylvester Stallone <laughs> giving off the scavenger or ravager. Is that it? Ravager. Ravagers. Yeah. Ravagers. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was that was cool. I thought, dude, Quill's little speech at the end was so funny. Yeah, with the David like Hasselhoff. His, yeah, I guess. <laughs> David, I guess David Hasselhoff kind of was my dad. <laughs> my dad was pretty cool. <laughs> so it's like stupid. the stupidest thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, somebody actually in the theater started laughing at that point because everybody was kind of quiet because he was talking. Somebody just started laughing and just goes, it's just so stupid. <laughs> <It's insane. laughs> like it's so serious, but just so dumb and everything he's saying. I love it. So good. No, yeah, it's true. That's most of this movie. What what was the thing when uh oh it was during that part right before they started playing that Fleetwood Mac song and uh, Quill realizes that he can harness that power and it shows him like the memories of like him listening to a Walkman oh, and something else. You start getting teary eyed. It just shows him and Rocket flying through like a blue sky. <laughs> so then you have to laugh. Gosh, it's so dumb. Like because it, it is. They totally threw that in there. They don't like, even allow you to get like teary eyed. Because I started at that scene, I was like, "Oh, nice! Like this is like the you know the flashback emotional. sequence where I'm gonna you know." And then they showed that, and I was just like, "Dang it!" <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's so funny. At, at no point did this movie take itself seriously, yeah. like at all. Yeah, and I loved it. I loved every bit of it. Yeah, me too. Is there anything else like as far as like uh, specific things you wanted to bring up? Um, I don't know. There's yeah. There's just Drax, just Drax in general. Everything he Drax said. was the funniest part of the movie to me yeah. by far. Baby Groot was absolutely adorable. I could go on. I mean, have. I could go on for a long time, but we'd just end up reciting the entire movie because <laughs> it was so good, you know. Yeah, um, every scene was hilarious. There's always a little joke here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I liked it. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved also, it. this is one. This is one little side thing. After the movie, so you're waiting for the uh, the post the post credit scenes. 
And they like added a little game almost into the post credit scenes this time with the little I am Groot thing. Did you see that? I didn't even notice it until somebody pointed it out to me like halfway through. I was like, I oh. love that. If I wish they did that with everyone because you sit there for so long going, all right, you know, when's this scene going to go? And this one was just so fun because it was like, oh, where's the next little I am Groot? It's like looking for it. Somebody's name. It's fun. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Such a simple human being. <laughs> oh, whoa! <laughs> look at that. <laughs> well, and I guess that like that was that was something that I didn't realize. Oh yeah, by the way, the post credit scene where Dra- Drax gets shot with the arrow that was hysterical. So funny. Yeah, I love. I laughed so hard at that. <laughs> um, but the Sovereign, they like have that cocoon or whatever, mm-hmm. and she's like, "It will be Adam." Apparently that guy's name is, oh, what was it? Adam something. Uh, oh, great. Now I can't even find it. I don't know. He's some main character, some bad guy that they're going to bring into it. So I don't know. Probably in he's the, the next bad guy. Probably in the third one. Maybe, yeah. Think that, what do you think play? that one's going to be called? Guardians of the Galaxy Zune? Or like Playlist 3? <laughs> I don't know. That Zune joke, that was so funny. So good. Apparently this is what everybody's listening to <laughs> on Earth. Just a zoom. <laughs> Just something that came and went so fast. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, no, that was good. I really liked I, the thing. I think I liked the most about this movie, though, is that it was so unrelated to like anything. Yeah. You know, like the first one had like, it was very heavy on the Thanos stuff mm-hmm. and it was just like setting it into the like Avengers into the universe Avengers and, into the Marvel universe. Yeah. And this one was just very simple. Yeah. It's like Quill finds out that he has a dad and his dad is apparently really evil and everybody just kind of has to band together and do their thing. Yeah. And then like whatever's going on with, uh, with Rocket and uh, and Groot and Yondu, like, is totally unrelated to that. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. And that's another thing in Empire Strikes Back, where it's just, I mean, that's the entire plot, yeah. is Leia and Han trying to get away from the Empire, yeah. you know? Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like that part of this movie. And, and so, you know, the end of it comes about, and you're like, oh, well, nothing's really changed, you know? They're just still the Guardians of the Galaxy, selling themselves out for money. So, good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. I think they're ever going to tie them back into the Avengers. What do you mean? I don't know. Do you think that they're going to meet up with the Avengers at some point, like in the Infinity Wars or whatever? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd imagine so. They're in it. They're in both movies. So it's gonna be weird to see how the dynamics play. I don't know. And also, you're you're adding Tom Holland too. Just all these characters now. You get Benedict Cumberbatch. Just like. So many different characters, Paul Rudd. It's like, I don't even know. I don't know. And then also they're doing the, the what is it, the Wasp? And isn't it like Brie? No, Brie Larson is coming out in some movie and she's... As like Captain Fantastic Captain or something. Captain Fantastic, Captain Marvel, something like that. Captain Marvel maybe? I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah, so many characters. It's like, I don't know how they're going to do it. But yeah, I've like seen Chris Pratt post about being on the set and stuff and he's like with uh um robert downey jr and tom holland they're like talking and stuff so i have no idea how it's gonna play out i i hope they do an awesome job that would be sick if they just knocked it out of the park but all i can say is so far this is probably my favorite um marvel movie 
besides uh, Iron Man 1, I mean, probably Rivals and uh, when we're talking about this universe, you know, this Marvel universe, like Spider-Man 1, going back to like kind of those Marvel movies, great, but yeah, I, uh, this movie, I probably had the most fun at this movie than I have out of any of them, you know. Yeah, this I I enjoyed this movie much more than just about any other Marvel movie. Yeah, probably Iron Man one and the Avengers, the only two that I I they this isn't as good as those to me. And the Avengers because this great. this is the funniest this is the funniest superhero movie I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my life. Like that was that was incredible. And I don't know if you can classify it, but it's a superhero. G four G fourteen classify. G14 classified. What's that? What's that? Chris Tucker. Um, but yeah, I, I, that was the funniest, uh, funniest superhero movie I've ever seen. And one of the funniest movies I've ever seen too. Mm-hmm. Like it was absolutely hysterical. I loved so much of it. And, uh, I'm excited to see how they blend everything together. So yeah, me it'll too. be interesting. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, think that that does are pretty good there huh yeah uh main main point for me is baby Groot is just the most adorable little thing in the world absolutely incredibly adorable so adorable it's crazy yeah and that's that's about it yeah i think uh all in all i would just say it was a fantastic movie and i'd recommend it to anybody who hasn't seen it that might be listening to this well that brings us to the final question. Would you rather watch this or School of Rock? Oh my gosh. Why do we have to do this every week? <laughs> you know, <it's, laughs> I hate this question. I've been thinking about it all week, actually, or since last night. Um, I think I would actually rather watch this than School of Rock. You think? I don't know. I mean, School of Rock's pretty darn good, if you think about it. The plot behind <laughs> School of Rock is so... It's so well done. It's a masterpiece. It's it's really good. I can't believe that it didn't get best screenplay that year. It should have. I, you know, I don't know. In a couple years, after I've seen this movie a couple more times... Maybe it'll knock it over the over the, over the bar. Yeah, if you set both of them in front of me, I'd probably still want rather watch School of Rock. I don't know. We'll see. It's a tough call. Nobody in School of Rock is as adorable to me than Baby Groot is, so I'd probably just turn on this movie just to just to be happy. <laughs> that little guy. <laughs> intro. If I could just watch Baby that Groot. intro over and over, I'd just be so happy all day. So happy. Gosh. He's the best. He's Yeah, he's the best. Um... But uh, side note, School of Rock is awesome. School of Rock is so tight. So good. Um, yeah. Well, well, there you go. Yeah, great, great show. Loved it. I don't know if I'd rather watch School of Rock or not, but yeah, good work. Good show. Guardians of the Galaxy was incredible. I loved it. So give it a, I give it a solid A. Give it a solid, uh, I give it an A+. Plus. I don't know if I go as far as A+, plus, but... Mine is mine is only because I, I just it doesn't have the like epic qualities of so many of the other movies, you know? Like it doesn't it just didn't have as many there's only a few moments like when they when him when Quill and Rocket like both jump off the ship at the same time and go flying off. I was like, that was pretty sick. 
or the uh, yeah. the Fleetwood Mac moment. Like yeah. that was super epic. But my, um, I think my thing with it is, I think as far as Marvel movies go, the rewatch value for this one for me is going to be much higher than any of the others. Like I don't. Yeah. If if I'm gonna pop in something tomorrow, I don't want to put on the Avengers. To be honest, like I recently watched it, I probably won't watch it for again for a little while, even though it's like one of my favorites. Um, I just have to be in the mood, I guess. This movie, I don't have to be in any mood. I can just throw it on and it'll cheer you up. It'll cheer me right up. It'll be great. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, uh, I dug it. I just thought it was great, dude. <laughs> I just thought it was super great. Um, but yeah. So yeah, that's all the digs has for today. Yeah. Good work. Good show. We'll see you next time. I think we'll be talking about uh, King Arthur. Yeah. So, yeah. And if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Living our lives a quarter mile at a time. Mm-hmm.